0: ever been fired? Okay, so I have, although in the TV news business, just so you know, they call it non-renewal of contract. But if you talk to smart, ambitious people, they've turned getting fired into, I don't know, like the best thing that ever happened to them. I know for me, it was after three and a half years, I was working as a reporter and anchor at WSYX in Columbus, Ohio, 34th largest market. I went from getting shoved out at Channel 6 to landing a job in the 13th largest market at a powerhouse station, WEWS in Cleveland. And, And I guess the message is, if you grab the wheel of your life and don't let anybody else have it, sometimes getting fired is the kick in the pants you need to gun the engine of your career. Wait till you hear... my guest today on Everyone Talks to Liz did when he got canned. He got fired from his first job working at an M&M factory. Today, Rohan Oza is the brand father of some of the hottest billion dollar names in food and drink from vitamin water to pop chips, Vita Cocoa, by Chef's Cut Beef Jerky, and kombucha we welcome rohan to everyone talks to liz thanks for being here
1: thanks for having me everyone does talk to liz look at where you are you got fired and now you're the face of
0: business across america look at dang straight that's impressive yeah it's called it's an ill wind that blows no good there's always something good that comes from what feels really bad right no
1: you know it, it was tough um so let's start with what you. what you, I, I did. I actually got fired twice. I beat you on that. So I yeah, it didn't happen <laughs> once.
0: It's it, we're still we're still in the game we're still here. In the game. It you could still never, happen, Rohan. know.
1: So the first time um, was interesting because I I wanted to get into marketing and branding, but I I'd, I'd taken the manufacturing path because, you know, as as a, as an Indian male, my parents thought, well, you know engineering, medicine. I clearly wasn't smart enough to do medicine. So I thought, let's do engineering. I was a terrible engineer. So honestly, I would have fired myself because I was, I was in the wrong, um, I was a train on the wrong tracks. So when you're a train on the wrong tracks, you will derail. And so it was great that my derailing was accelerated because then I went semi-depressed to my dad and said, look, I've got no job now and you forced me to be an engineer. So, you better do something about it. My dad is so nice. He's the opposite of me. And, he, and, <laughs> and, and, and so he was like, okay, fine. Um, I'll give you a job. So he gave me some like, you know, like fake kind of job working for him. And then I did, uh, I changed gears and, and came to America to my MBA.
0: So let me both start with that first job. You're about 20 years old and you're working at an M&M factory yeah. in manufacturing. Okay. I, I need to get this out of the way. I've always wondered how did they get the candy coating so perfectly smoothly on that little chocolate bead? That, that it's probably it's
1: it's one of the most impressive companies in the world. I mean, first of all, it's private, Mars, Mars, very Secondly, secretive, secretive. Mm-hmm. The family is unbelievable in what they've built. I mean, every brand they have is a household name: Snickers, you know, Milky Way, M and M's, Twix, and even their pet food stuff, Pedigree, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Like, so I had a choice. Uh, do I go to pet food or do I go to candy? I mean, for me, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> One of my friends went to pet food. It was like, oh, boy.
0: But when they called you in to fire you, what did they say?
1: So the, I was on a fast-track program, mm-hmm. to be fair. So I got in and, and very few people get hired. And the fast-track program is it's an up or out. Like either you prove yourself mm-hmm. and you're going you're gonna to crush it or and you, you get into senior management very quickly. Or you don't prove yourself. And the sort of analogy I gave you, I was a trainer in the wrong tracks. Mm -hmm. I started manufacturing. I wasn't passionate about it. Mm -hmm. One of the things I always say to people is like, if you're blessed enough to do it, follow your passion. Or at least be passionate about what you do. You don't have to be passionate 100%, but don't be passionate 10% about what you do. So I wasn't, it was an amazing company and I learned a ton. But I wasn't passionate about the manufacturing side. You know, I wasn't putting sweets in boxes and coating the Snickers uh, it was it was great. They ran a tight ship. Yeah. I just wasn't passionate. We weren't into it. So they, and by the way, they saw that. So they're like, you know, you want to go up, but that's what you have signed up for is not going to get you there.
0: I thought it was because you made the green M and Ms not green enough.
1: You know what? They, <laughs> yeah. You know what? <laughs> Actually, I was in the Mars factory. I wasn't on M and Ms. I was on Twix and Snickers. Ooh! But the Twix is amazing because the biscuit comes off the line. Yes. Oh, it's legit.
0: And then the caramel.
1: Yeah, and then you put on weight because you keep snacking listen, off the line.
0: I only eat frozen Twix. I gotta have them. Crunched. By the
1: way, you don't see. Oh, oh, have you ever tried Twix
0: ice cream? Yes. No, yeah. no, no. I need the frozen Twix, and that's fine. That's the ice cream. It's a frozen Twix <laughs> with ice cream around it. <laughs> okay. All right. So you you end up in all places the United States. What was Correct. your first job in the U.S.?
1: So first, I came into my MBA at Michigan, so which was fantastic. Loved the school. I really began to understand culture and You're college You're Wolverine. And Wolverine. All right. I mean, it's a terrible start to the season. But
0: uh, every <laughs> year, we get,
1: like, I mean, it's like the Jets. We get excited. We're going to do it this year. And Try then we,
0: being a Cleveland Browns fan. Go on.
1: Oh, he's unbelievable. He started so well and then just sideways. Wow. You lost to my, my buddies. I'm um, used to it. <laughs> my business partner is a Cleveland Brown fan. So. Uh, so I came here, my first job. Was I went from candy to soda. Right. So, first job was Sprite coming out. But and I applied Coca-Cola. to Coca Cola. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. applied to Coca Cola and they put me on the Sprite brand.
0: Well, stop there. Coca Cola throws Sprite at you. I know about Sprite. You know, it was created or it was brought here in 1971. It was supposed to be a competitor to 7 Up. It had started a road back to success. You came on board. And what was it that you did that really kind of set the rocket fuel on fire for Sprite?
1: So a couple of years before I got there on Sprite, some of the guys who actually ended up becoming my mentors, a guy called Daryl Cobbin and, you know, a few other people, had come in and taken a sleepy brand that was very much like a change of pace, poppy, lemon, limey, you know, you had the lemon and the lime jumping together. Yeah,
0: they had like, L-Y-M-O-N, lime. Yeah, yeah, I was
1: like, please. Which is it? No one's buying it. Come on. I mean, exactly, and they made it a young, hot, urban brand. Okay, and major metros, Afro American skew, and suddenly it went from this "I'll I'll have it when I feel like it" to "Oh, that's my go to brand," and suddenly uh, you could see the brand just take off. And for me, it's actually is why I learned I learned understood hip hop because I came from England where hip hop was not as big back in the back in the day, mm-hmm. and then. When I got here, it's funny, like a friend of mine called Dan Charney wrote a book, and apparently I'm now one of the influencers in hip-hop because of the deals that I've done with <laughs> 50 Cent and the stuff I did with, you know, back in the day with AZ and Nas. But I learned how to how to understand the culture and participate in the culture. Well,
0: you got Sprite to some top DJs. To me, it's so interesting because… The old school guys would come in and say, well, let's market this differently. Let's do commercials that make it look healthy and people are running around on the beach drinking it. You instead and this team of yours and your mentor said, hold on, hold on, let's have the hip hop guys do it, but also just randomly give it to DJs. How did that then help spur the sales?
1: So so for me, it's this thing that I always say, one in 10 Americans influenced the other nine. The key is to find that one in ten, is to find that person with the voice. Now, today, you're an influence on podcasts, right? You're an influence on television. Radio is not what it used to be, but go back 20 years, radio was huge. And so I took the 20 hottest radio DJs across the country and flew them to Vegas for the Billboard Music Awards. Every major artist in music is at the Billboard Music Awards. right? So guess what they do? They love coming to the radio stations because in two hours, they can hit 20 cities across America. The DJs loved it because they're in Vegas. Mm-hmm. They get all the stars. The stars loved it. They hit 20 markets. And guess who's behind all of this? Sprite. And so that's what the brand just like – things like that helped blow the brand up. LL
0: Cool J got on board.
1: I mean, every, well, there was one time. Because back then, you know, East Coast, West Coast rivalry was mm-hmm. real. So there was – I won't give names, but there's definitely a huge East Coast artist – and someone made a mishap in the timing, and literally a West Coast artist came at the same time, and a bunch of us had to hit the deck because people reached for their, for their,
0: their pieces their pieces. Oh, my and, we, God. And, and everything had to calm
1: down for a minute. And then in the future, you know, we got metal detectors.
0: You know, what was your first endeavor when you left Coke? Because at, at a certain point you realized, wait a minute, tell me about vitamin water. That was a gigantic. Gigantic name that you figured out how to get to the forefront of America's collective, I need to reach for that instead of any other drink.
1: So when I, before I got there, it wasn't a giant. No one had heard of item waters. Right. It was
0: in Bodegas.
1: It was in Bodegas in New York. And I was drinking. When I come to New York to party with my friends and, you know, late night, early morning, Vitamwaters waters my go-to. But actually one of my friends, a guy called Rob Stone is a guy who – was very much, you know, in owns a company called Cornerstone, very much in the hip-hop culture. He's the one who said to me, this thing's got potential. And I'm like, yeah, I think so. But I still wasn't sure. Back at Coke, um, I had, uh, I realized that a lot of these big companies want entrepreneurial people. They just don't want them to be entrepreneurial.
0: I don't even know what you mean by that.
1: So, in theory... They want that entrepreneurial spirit. Yes. But when you let that spirit out and you go live and you act entrepreneurial, it scares the crap out of them.
0: Well, the big ones. They've become so, fat, dumb, and unhappy, as we like to say.
1: And so from my perspective, I got to point of coke where, again, I got fired. Because, oh, I resigned the day before I got fired, to be accurate. It was like Good was move, gonna, Rohan. I was getting fired on Tuesday. I'm like, I'm <laughs> out of here, people, on Monday. Party's on Friday. And everyone came to be fair to the party. But um, but what happened was I realized that the fit wasn't right. I realized that I was doing some amazing stuff. I had some great mentors. But the the, the machine mm-hmm. didn't really want me, which is fair. That's, that's life. And you learn those things. So, again, what was the impetus, back to your original question, was if I didn't know I was going to be fired, I would have stayed there. Because you're comfortable. Yes. You got a job. It's paying well. My mom could say, I work at Coca-Cola. She loved She loved saying that. Oh, he's an executive at Coke. Coca- I wasn't an executive, but she made that part up. Uh, and then I, went, I, I said, I'm going to vitamin water. The president of the company, who was a good friend of mine today, said to me, what do they do? I said, they put vitamins in water. He's like, <laughs> good luck with that, buddy. <laughs> Basically, don't hit the door. Don't hit the door on the way out. So I joined. The founder was a brilliant visionary, a guy called Darius. Know him. Yeah, he had a number two guy who became the president of the company, Was a guy called Micropoli, who I learned a ton from because he was the like the energy dynamo. And he showed me how to take brands to market, how important distributors were, how to build relationships at distributor level. Because in beverages, as so you know, most beverages have to go to a distributor to get to the retailer. Right. So there's a big group in between that you've got to make your friends. And so I learned that from how to do that.
0: Well- You've done that with a lot of brands now. So you ended up picking winners. As we said, Pop Chips, Vita Buy, all of these things. What constitutes a winner in its early stages? What do you look for? People,
1: product, package, but I say package like package because I feel a package can be changed. Mm-hmm. Purpose, so the, the the first three would be would be people, product, purpose, package. And what does that mean? I mean, first of all, the founder to me has to have a real story. Darius had a real story on Vitamin Water. Uh, Mike Cub the behind behind Vita I mean, real story. I mean, he and his business partner went down. I only could find wives in Brazil. And one of them found a wife, <laughs> the other one discovered Vitacoco. So, but Mike had a real story. Ben, the founder of Buy, had a real story. We've been on together. He's, he's a really smart guy. Yeah. And so the people are very important to me. The second thing, then, is the product, right? So I've got to like the product, and the product's going to be very different to what's going on today.
0: Okay, so we've done the jockey. Now you're going to the horse, horse.
1: the actual product. But the product has to combine with a purpose. And what does that mean because we're not recreating the wheel here, but people still eat and drink. You're not drinking less, you're not eating less. Share our stomach's the same. The question is, how do you take it from somebody else? And purpose means, what is that product delivering? Like, you know, what is what was Coca delivering? It was delivering hydration electrolytes in a much more natural format. What was Bai delivering? Bai was delivering great taste at tiny calorie levels. It was almost too good to be true. F-
0: and no fake sugars.
1: No fake sugars. So each brand has to have a purpose
0: and a place that consumers want to go for. Okay. You you spot them. You've just given some of the secrets of what you look for. Battling for shelf space, though, in the grocery industry is like the food version of Hunger Games, as oh, I yeah. understand it. Shelf space is extremely limited, and I hear that there's, there's a system in place that's almost – I don't want to say payola, but built on relationships near impossible – to forge because there have been all kinds of relationships going decades and decades back. How in the heck do you convince the Kroger's and the Ralph's and the Whole Foods and the Targets even to just give you a few inches of shelf space?
1: So, so back, back, back in the day, it actually was. Now it's not. Back in the day, it actually was payola. Back in the day, people would go in with bags of cash. I mean, like 30 years ago and like, hey, by the way, how about. So that's where they stopped and created uh, more. Organized format. Equitable. Equitable. So um, two things. One is people. So I uh, hire really smart people and all the companies I partner with uh, where they have fantastic re- relationships in the industry. So you're not hiring a newbie to go forge a Kroger relationship. You're hiring someone who's been calling on Kroger for 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. had their relationship. So I think one, you hire people who have pre-existing connections, one. Two, These retailers are really getting smarter because they almost before the manufacturers are figuring out what consumers want. Why? Because customers go into their store. So they know and hear firsthand what's happening. Manufacturers are one step removed. They're trying to push their old products down the pipe. Retailers are like, yo-yo, this is not working. There's no growth in this brand. So retailers are getting way smarter. And so it becomes easier if I sell a story and everything's about selling stories. You headline stories every day.
0: Give me an anecdote about buy, because years ago, you came on with me on Fox Business. You showed it to me. I drank it. I thought it was wonderful. And I'll never forget, about a year later, I'm in Target. I saw it on the shelf. I took a picture, and I emailed it to you. It was like, I was so proud. I was quelling. But in the early days, give me an anecdote about how hard it was.
1: So there's a couple. I'll give you a couple. One, I actually went down to uh, Dr. Pepper's 7-Up, big distributor. Ironically, for Pop Chips, in the middle of the meeting, or towards the end, I whipped out a bottle. And I said, by the way, this is going to be the next big thing. And Roger Collins, who was one of the top guys there, loved me because I was energetic and crazy. Right. But he's like, we're here for another brand. What are you pulling this out for? And <laughs> what are you talking? I'm like, Roger, I'm coming back to you in three months. I'm telling you this is the next big one. And it's funny. When Dr. Pepper bought buyback for $1.7 billion, like five years later, he reminded me like, bro, I remember you walked in with this bloody bottle and said, this is the next big thing. And I thought little well,
0: trickster.
1: you got to find any opportunity you have to get your brands in front of the top people. That
0: makes sense because Popchips was already huge. People had heard of it. And then here's a guy like you who had a winner and then says, oh, by the way, I got this one. Where do we see this one? This is next.
1: I mean, and and I think that it's you know every company's got to create a culture, Mm -hmm. successful company that encourages people to push that envelope.
0: Okay, but Rohan, you're a kid who was grown up in Zambia, Indian background, educated in the UK. You come to the United States. And then talk about The Leap and how you got in front of people like 50 Cent or Justin Timberlake and all of these celebrities that you've hooked up with these brands.
1: I think part of it is um, – like, I've got, you know, th- three cultures, you know, two passports, multiple backgrounds.
0: Heck of a great accent.
1: I, I try. I'm from Tennessee, but I put it on, you know. But yeah, <laughs> lie. <laughs> but uh, – <laughs> What I've learned is I've never lived anywhere for more than five, six years at a time. And as a result, I've had to adapt to my environment. And the one thing is, this is, I've said it, I say it on Shark Tank, this is the greatest country in the world to be an entrepreneur.
0: Indeed. It is,
1: it, you can start with nothing. I've met and interacted with the founders, started with nothing. I didn't have much when I started off with, my dad gave me a bit of a loan to get going, but the rest was all me. America allows you to do it. It's why people love the American. There's no, oh, I'd love to live the Japanese dream. No, no, it's the American dream, right? You know, it's like, this is why, because people come from all over the world to do that here. So, but in order to do that, you have to understand and adapt to the market. And part of what I did was, it was all about building relationships. So with 50 Cent, one of my friends, Seth Rodsky, I said, I need someone for Water. It was this suburban brand. No one really cared about it that much. I needed to put a shock in the system. And who better than a rapper who'd been shot nine times? I think eight one bullet <laughs> no went through one. twice. No, no one, one better. I mean <laughs> Curtis I'm,
0: is my buddy. I he, like him. He's, and
1: we're friends. I mean, by the way, he's brilliant. He's I mean, the so the good. guy, I mean, he understands. He talk about someone adapting to the environment. Yep. So anyway, so Seth Brodsky says, fine, I'll connect you with uh Chris Lighty and fifty. I go in, I bond straight away with fifty. And by the way, everyone gives me credit for you know doing the equity deal with celebrities because before that it was just endorsements, right? Right. 59 did the first big equity deal. And I get a lot of the credit for it, but I think more of the credit probably goes to him because he said to me, I said, Fifth, I don't have much cash to it. I've got like quarter of a million and Fifth could make that in like half an hour. He's like, don't worry about it. Just give me skin in the game. Ooh, I got you.
0: He is a smart business. So man. I'm like, sure. I mean, how much can this guy really make? So I gave him skin in the vein. Oh, he could make a lot. <laughs> One of my favorite flavors. (laughs) What's your goal on Shark Tank? Because it seems like all of the sharks have different personalities and points of view. What makes you stand out from other sharks?
1: So I think a couple of things. One is um, I want uh, to, one, pay it forward. So I think that it's a great way. I'm I'm an immigrant living the American dream. I'm blessed enough to do that. And – Shark Tank is one of the few shows, in my opinion, that does two things. One, after an hour, you walk away smarter than, you, than when you first came in. Very rare for reality TV. And secondly, it, um, it's bigger in its 11th year than it was in its first year. Because pe- the entrepreneurial spirit in America is bigger and bigger. So for my thing is, how do you pay that forward? How do I inspire the entrepreneur's dreams and fund the entrepreneur's dreams to try and create the brands of tomorrow? So that's, that's sort of the the paid forward piece. The second piece, though, that I have discovered having done Shark Tank now is you like to see people who kind of look like you up there. I know I did when I watched TV and so on and so forth. And sometimes it frustrated me when I'd watch a TV show and there was an Indian character on there, or a South Asian character, and he was like 40 years old and a doctor and had an Indian accent. Mm-hmm. I'm like... The dude grew up in Houston, Texas. Like, why does he have an Indian accent? Just because? <laughs> so what I love is that a lot of, let's call it brown for the lack of a better, you know, use there, but South Asian could 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 be Hispanic, et cetera. Look up, it's okay. There's there's a there's a brown face there that I can connect with. And then secondly, people who maybe aren't going to end up as athletes or musicians or whatever, because, you know, not many Indian athletes floating out there, at least in this country. But something that I can aspire to do because I want to go create. I want to build. I want, I want to be an entrepreneur. And I think I've seen that when I check into hotels or when I wait at the TSA line. people That's the feedback I'm getting okay. from families across the country.
0: So your success at Sprite, because as I understand it, sales jumped 30% by the time you left. Your success with vitamin water. Your success with buy. Absolutely massive. The drink that I think about for you now is kombucha talk about where that brand could go. Health We're, Aid. It's already here. It's huge, but what about the future of kombucha? So I think the, I think the word kombucha
1: which is the category, right? Confuses executives in 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 big corporations. If I said this is millennial soda, they would get it. So Health Aid is probably the coolest kombucha out there. It's GT is the first one, Health Aid is the second, mm-hmm. but it's it's cooler and it's faster growing than any of the kombucha out there. And I drink it when I want bubbles. Like when you want bubbles and flavor, what do you go to? Like you can go to sodas or diet sodas. Neither are good for you. Kombucha, or Health Aid has probiotics. It's good for your gut. It's got way less sugar, and I feel good after I drink it. But I think the biggest problem with the category is the early adopters jumped on because of the word kombucha. Mm-hmm. The bigger problem is the big corporations are like, "What's kombucha?" I'm like, "It's soda, people. It's soda." <laughs> so I think that the I think that the evolution health aid is one, and there's one that I bid on on Shark Tank actually that I'm going to bring back to you when I finalize it. Ooh. Um, but I think what's happening is um, people are starting to ask, "What can my bubbles do for me?" And and I said this to a big company. I won't tell you whom. And they about kicked me out of the room. I said, guys, just FYI, bubbles aren't bad. Just your bubbles are.
0: Ooh. Well, if this goes back to your third piece, which is purpose. Purpose. I want
1: bubble. When you have a, a, a lunch or a dinner, you know what? Even a pizza. What? Nothing goes better with a pizza and a burger. And bubbles. Than, than bubbles. Than mm-hmm. bubbles. But then do I want on top of the pizza to load up another 40 grams of sugar? No way. So how about you give me bubbles that taste good, but actually pretty
0: good for me? What celebrity... Did you have an amazing experience with that you like to reach for as an example, aside from Fifty?
1: Probably Justin Timberlake. Yeah, he's annoying because <laughs> he's 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 like good at everything he does. You know, like one of he's those. A, he's a, he's one of those, and I thought I was, but this guy's a triple threat because you know, okay, good. He's got singing, staying that. Say, no, no, let me do some acting. Oh, I'll do dancing. I said, all right, fine. You've got entertainment down, but then I sit down in the business world. And he broke down, Ben, the founder and I, mm-hmm. ben, the founder of Buy, and I sat down with Justin. And before we could start speaking, Justin broke down how he had already tried Buy, he liked Buy, and broke down the purpose. When we talk about purpose, he broke down the brand purpose. I'm like, player, that's my role.
0: <laughs> Your work
1: is done. Yeah. I mean, but he's, he's, a, he's very smart, a lot of fun to work with, mm-hmm. um, and very creative. So,
0: Who are current celebrities that you'd like to work with?
1: Who do I like? Um, a big fan of Taylor Swift. I think Taylor very real, uh, and she—I I love the fact she wears the emotions on her sleeves. Mm-hmm. Like people give a give us give a crap for like, well, you know, she dates a bunch of guys and she talks about them. I'm like guys do it, so why can't she? Like, Amen. It's, so I, I love the fact she's very real about her stuff, but she. Influences a ton of people. So. She's
0: also very, she guards very jealously her brand.
1: Yes. I agree. Um, I've worked with Tom. Tom Brady was an amazing guy to work with as well. I worked with him on Smartwater back in the day. Um, I haven't worked directly on a brand. I did it tangentially a little bit LeBron when back in the day, but he would be one now would love to work with something unique and different. He just Again, someone who knows his brand well, knows his audience well. And has really big vision for stuff.
0: How about Gardner Minshew, the football? Everybody's talking about this guy.
1: The Shotgun's Khan's um, (laughs) dream QB, right? Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, with the big handlebar mustache.
1: Yeah, I love that. I mean, is is that Mo That's his general look.
0: That's his look, baby. That's
1: his look. Okay, that is his look. That is uh, seventies porn star look. Yeah.
0: Go back to your younger self as we finish up. What would you tell? Rohan, back in the day when you were probably concerned that you got canned by Eminem Mars.
1: Oh, the other, sorry, the other person I want to work with? Yeah. I think she's going to be massive. She's already huge, brilliantly creative, Billie Eilish.
0: Oh, yeah. Massive.
1: And they put her on the wrong stage, I think. They signed her for Coachella. Right. Like a year in advance or whatever, I don't know, eight months. And it's the only time I've been to Coachella, There was no, there was no space in front of the stage. Like zero, oh. VIP, forget about it.
0: So you were able to judge. This is this is this somebody is I should this, hook up. Yeah, this yeah. is
1: hundred percent. And then she's going from strength to strength. And the girl's only seventeen. She's she's going to be a superstar.
0: So, talk to me about how you would tell your younger self not to worry, like you did when you first got fired back in the day.
1: You know, it's it's tough. Um, I think. Um,
0: some people say worry is a driver.
1: Yeah, I think it's okay to be fearful. I think it's okay to be a little fearful because if you're too comfortable, you're too complacent, and you don't strive. Anybody who's been successful has had some sort of fear, and the only downside of that is if fear gives you inertia, right? If you if it's if you're paralyzed by fear, it's no bueno. But if it's fear of I don't want to fail, so I drive myself harder. Or if I've been fired, I want to prove people wrong, right? Or, you know, I didn't get selected for this for head student at school. I'm going to show them what I can do. It's okay to fail. It's okay to have a little bit of a little bit of fear. That's what I tell them. But you got to channel that into striving to succeed then.
0: As we finish, we do this name association game at the end with a lot of our guests. I'm going to throw out words. Oh boy. Give me the first words that come to mind when you hear. These names, Beyond Meat, Pioneer, Uber,
1: Redefining Transportation, Facebook, the ultimate network
0: needs to be fixed a little bit though.
1: Yeah, but they have Instagram, and Zuck is going to buy the future. But well, oh. one thing about Zuck that Yahoo never did is he's buying the future. He bought WhatsApp. He hasn't turned those jets on that yet. He bought Instagram. It's got a ton of runway. And guess what? When the next thing comes up, sucks buying it. That's what he does. Tesla. Environmental genius. Elon. Same. That's same. Elon is Tesla, which is environmental genius. What do you drive? I drive a Range Rover, which is non-environmentally bueno, but I'm looking at actually uh, two different options. One is the Tesla convertible. That's two years out. Okay. And Jaguar just launched at the old school XJ, all electric car.
0: I can't believe you, having been educated in London, didn't say Jaguar.
1: Um, did, have you seen the new XJ uh, electric?
0: It's supposed to say
1: Jaguar. Jaguar.
0: I don't say Jaguar. I say Jaguar. All right. And finally, chefs cut beef jerky. It's
1: guilt-free snacking.
0: You know it's my favorite. It's.
1: but Have you tried the new biltong? No. Uh, i got to get the Bill. Core, cool. Did we bring the biltong? Okay, that's zero <laughs> sugar. We just launched zero sugar.
0: What are you even saying? How do you spell that?
1: B-I-L-T-O-N-G. It's it's jerky, but it's from South Africa. Oh. Remember when they, they, they air-dried meats? I grew up on that, and there's no sugar in it.
0: Is there sugar in chef's cut?
1: A little bit. But, Tiny bit. But this is nothing, zero.
0: Rohan, you're such an original. What do your parents think of you now? You didn't become an engineer or a doctor. Yeah.
1: No, they're very proud of me professionally. They're quite depressed personally, so they they would like me to get married because that is the one thing my mom was like for crying out loud to dude. a nice Indian girl. I mean, yeah, could be Indian. They just want me to get married at this point. It's like just just pick a lane, guys. Just anyone, anyone. <laughs>
0: Congratulations. Thank you. have you. such a long runway. It's amazing to Thanks watch your success. Thanks for having me. You have so much fun. Well, listen, we go way back. We do. And I'll never forget meeting you and thinking, that's a brand people should want a piece of. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. Rohan Oza of Kavu Ventures. Good luck and come back to us with more. Yeah, I'm in. So I hope you guys sense from Rohan's story that if something bad happens, like you get fired, you lose your job, it could be... The actual ultimate, forget silver lining, platinum lining that changes the pathway of your life. Thank you so much for tuning in to Everyone Talks to Liz. And by the way, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, you know, Rohan's been on my show a lot talking about the money making ventures he's got. You got to tune in to the claim and countdown. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time.